Hello, today on the show we're talking about setting up a business, starting a business, acquiring clients, intuition and delegation. Welcome, this is Dylan Colstead and you're on the Ask DK show. So this is episode four of hashtag Ask DK where entrepreneurs pose their questions to me and I do my very best to answer them as best as I know in my vast experience as being an entrepreneur. Okay, so it's an exciting week ahead. I'm going to the UK next week. I am cacking myself because it's just meetings back to France and I'm meeting startups and I'm meeting companies and entrepreneurs and a whole lot of different things happening. Um, in the UK, so I'm pretty excited because I think we're going to start making some magic. Why am I going to the UK? This is my moonshot. Thank you, John Sinai, busy reading his book. This is my moonshot. I'm trying to go set up my offices in the UK because enough talking about it and I'm actually just going to start doing it now. Okay, so this week's questions are from a, a bunch of different platforms, from Twitter through to emails as well as DMs on Instagram. So let's get into the first one. So Steve Farrand has asked us, when did you feel comfortable delegating business or product decisions? So that's a very tricky one. Now, I was very involved in my business from day one. I did everything. I was, I literally did everything. And then as I got more and more staff, they did half. And then, you know, so it went. Um, and I was completely involved in my business up until about a year ago when I met Business Doctors Western Cape. Now, Business Doctors have this great program called Value Builder. And they showed me that I'll never grow my business into something that can scale or that, that I can sell if I'm completely actively involved in the daily uh, operations of the projects and the client management. So since that, so from then till now, it's been about a year and a half that I've worked at actively bringing my, pulling myself out of shift one. I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations. I'll be involved maybe with the client acquisition and strategy. And from there on, I hand over to an amazing team. So for me, it's very important that you have um, really, really good people. So since, since I um, met business doctors, I set my um, sights on acquiring really, really top staff. And yes, they're expensive. So this this kind of balancing act of what can the business afford, who can you find? And obviously in, the, in startup, you know, often in the startup, you're not, if you're not a funded startup and you're bootstrapping like I did, um, you don't have a lot of money to invest in huge expensive salaries. So then you just got to find people who are willing and have the right heart and who are writers. And then you just teach them as many skills as you can. So that's what I did in the beginning. But now I can actually afford to hire people who know something. And, um, and so I've got some really good staff members and they look after my clients for me. And I'm slowly starting to lift myself out of the business. So I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations. So I delegate based on the following things. I delegate based on how serious is it? Um, how experienced is a person that's handling the problem? So you, ca you can't abdicate when you move out of, your, um, out of being involved in a day-to-day -day basis from your business. You can't abdicate your business because it's going to die. Because you're the only one that's passionate about it to the level that you are. So, um, so you have to delegate based on the person's experience and also on the seriousness of the, of the matter. So get involved when you need to get involved. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, Steve. I hope it does. If it doesn't, DM me and I'll, I'll be more specific next time. Okay, question number two. How do you get clients to be attracted to your product or business? This is from Riara Betswe. So Riara Betswe, thank you for your email. I actually got this really nice long email from you um, explaining your business. 
So I know exactly the phase you're in. When I was in the phase that you're in, it was really, really hard. So um, you're busy creating your flyers and you and you going around and you're hoping that people will start buying your service. So, um, okay, I've got one rule for you. If your bum is in your chair at the office, you're not making money. So every time you find yourself in your chair, refining your little brochure and doing something admin-y like color coding your files, you're not making money. The goal is you've got to be out there. You've got to be pounding the streets. I have a friend who started a plumbing business in, um, in Joburg, Paul Mertzbacher Plumbing, and he hit the ground uh, with flyers. So he, he walked for about, I think it was about, I can't remember exactly, six weeks when he started his business and he just wallpapered every single house with flyers. He dropped them off in the post boxes. For in his entire catchment area, he physically walked about two or three times just dropping flyers in post boxes. Though some of those people are still his clients and that's almost like 20 years later. 16 years I think he's been in business. So absolutely get flyers and if you know where your customers are in terms of a physical footprint, there's nothing better than flyers. Do some nice professionally designed ones. If you don't have any money at all, get a hold of CEDA, S-E-D-A. They help small businesses like you and they'll get your graphic designer. You just pay a small fee. They'll print them for you. Webprinter.co.za is uh, about 60% cheaper than most um, printers online. Uh, you'll be very, very happy with their service. So yeah, I think the main thing is just to say, get out there, get networking, um, make sure that you have some professionally designed flyers and then just be visible to your clients. And obviously social media is amazing. But the one thing I can say to you, the other thing I can say to you as well is um, do some work for free. Until you've got like a lot of clients that you've done work for, you need to get some names on your books, right? You need to be able to say, I've done this event and I've done this party hire and I've done this party planning. So you need to just do as much free work as you can. Um, offer your time for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Obviously, they need to pay for the hard costs, um, but your time will be free. And then at least you can say, I did some work for this person and this person. This one, you get some testimonials. And once you've got three testimonials, then you have a business. Okay, question number three from Steve Farrand. Thank you, Steve, for the next, for the next question. Um, how often do I go with my gut feeling when making business or product decisions? So gut feeling is an interesting thing because obviously the more experienced you are and the more you know and the more you've worked, um, your gut feeling becomes a little bit more... Um, into your intuition develops and you become it becomes stronger and you start trusting it more i do believe in in intuition i do believe in your gut feeling and often we make decisions based in our head and i feel like sometimes our head doesn't make the right decisions that in here you get this kind of premonition of whether something is right or wrong and you just have to trust it because it's the voice of god and it knows the future because if you because every time you leave home and you think oh i should take a jersey and then you don't take a jersey and then you think i should have taken a jersey how did that voice know you should have taken a jersey? It's the voice of God. It knows the future. So that's why I really do believe that your gut instinct often is trying to tell you something that you that we just aren't in, attuned to it. Um, so I would say, I don't know how often I'm, I use my gut instinct, but I would definitely say that it comes into play. And I'm always checking inside to see if this makes sense. Like I always say that the path of an entrepreneur is like a little shining light in front of your feet. You don't see a huge amount of light shining on your path. You don't see the whole future illuminated before you. You've just got this tiny little um, light, little bit of light that's, that's thrown in front of your feet. So I, often I'll shuffle down a path and think, okay, I'm going to try this out. I put a different iron in the fire and I'm testing something. And, and I find that I start feeling weird and confused and overwhelmed and unhappy and just this general darkness falls down over me. And that's when I know I'm doing something wrong. And then I'll just think, okay, where did I last find peace? Where was, where was the last place of light and, 
and goodness that I felt. And then I'll just backtrack from there. So if it was a partnership, sometimes I've, I've been going down a path with finding, signing up um, business partners, you know, people who want to buy into my business and I just get overwhelmed with this feeling of no, something's not right. And then I think, okay, when was the last time that something felt right and then it'll be before you started talking to these people. So I'll just have to turn them down, backtrack, get back onto that path of light. So that path of light, you, you, don't know, you never know which is going to be the right way. And I, like I say, as an entrepreneur, I walk and I push, I walk and I push. And then some things are easier and you sort of go that way. And some, you know, irons you put in the fire and nothing ever happens. But you've got to keep putting all those different irons in the fire. Keep testing different things. Okay, so question number four. How can I start my business without draining my wallet? And that's from Quibus Funder Mesh. So Quibus, um, I bootstrapped my business, but we had a bit of an access bond. So I would, uh, a couple of months, probably about six times in the six years that I was in business, I had to take money out my access bond to pay, to pay staff. Um, so I made sure that there was always a little bit of overflow there and a couple of months I didn't pay myself either and it, I, I completely did it. I bootstrapped my business to this point I don't have any debt I don't have any loan uh, except my house still not paid off yet <laughs> but uh, so it's a difficult thing if you have to lay out a huge amount of capital because you have to do dime you know get tool and dime making for plastics and stuff like that you may need to take a loan at a bank which is expensive or you may need to get people to invest in your business, which is difficult and tricky because you've got no proven track record. The best thing I can say to any entrepreneur is get traction. You need people using your product. Once you've got a proven test case um, and you can say, I've got five customers or I've got 500 customers a day using my app, then you can go for funding, then you can go to people and then you've got some power of negotiation. If you don't have anybody using your client, your, your business or you've got no clients, uh, it's very hard to convince people to do anything with you. So. Go for the smallest minimum viable product that you can literally bootstrap it. I didn't take fancy offices. I didn't buy fancy equipment. I mean, for the first three years, we didn't have a fridge and a microwave. Someone brought their grand's microwave in. And I, my staff were constantly saying, we need a fridge. I was like, we don't need a fridge. We need income. We need clients. We'll get a fridge when we can afford it. <laughs> and now, very happily, I can say we have a fridge. But uh, it's always a fine balancing act between things that you want versus things that you need. So keep it down to the absolute, absolute minimum. But there's one thing don't negotiate on. Don't work from home. Don't work from your kitchen table. Definitely go and get co-working shared space. It's not expensive and it'll be an investment and you'll thank me in a, um, in a year's time when your business grows twice as fast. Cool, so that's it for episode four. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you found it interesting and helpful. Um, if you want to be on the show and if you want your questions featured, please just use the hashtag AskDK. Otherwise, you can DM me any, any of my channels. And um, I hope you have a really, really good week. Get out there, get selling, get off your butt, get selling. And um, we'll chat to you next week. Thanks so much. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Thank you.